0: When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. It's showtime.
1: This is the Bold Nonsense Podcast. We might as well have a good time. we at
0: With AdWolf Disney. Dynamite drop-in money. That broadcast school has really paid off.
1: At Still Smooth Productions. <laughs> oh, oh, big golf,
0: huh? All right. Well, see you later.
1: And the man you know as the smartest idiot in the world. I think cerveza in a can is probably the greatest invention besides yoga pants and Chipotle. At St. Give me a hand. I'm not prepared. Everybody, welcome in to the BNPN. This is the Bold Nonsense flagship show. It's just called Bold Nonsense, man. That's what it is. The red light is on. Red light means stop thinking. Get a little senseless with us. Slow it down on a Friday night. It's 3-12-2021. That is March 12th of the year 2021. And this is episode 149. And that... Was my uh, like late night radio DJ intro. <laughs> it's three twelve twenty twenty one. Walt
0: Disney rip. spinning the hits.
1: Spinning <laughs> the hits with you all <laughs> night long. <laughs> uh yeah, I am Walt Disney. I'm the happiest host on earth. You yeah. took journalism. Yeah. Get out of here. Thank you for joining us once again. I can't wait to get into this one. Uh, we're doing the rundown. We both talked off pod. This is a good rundown. Like the rundown, uh, so healthy, healthy, well-rounded, nice, balanced meal for you. So we have a great show. Like I said, I'm at I'm at Walsh Disney, and across the the ether is at Still Smooth, Mr. PTO. I have a sexy voice. Champagne, mountain range, hugs.
0: Thank you, at Walsh Disney, for that introduction. Every week, I am here. I bring you on this date, and this is a historic one. This is a drumroll, please. Historic one. Back one year ago today, March 12th, back in 2020, the NCAA men's basketball tournament and women's basketball tournament is canceled over the concerns of the spread of COVID-19. Shit. This shit. This was the first time March Madness uh, was uh, not held all the way since its uh, since its beginning um in 1939 so quite the the run march madness had there unfortunately had to pause for a year due to a global pandemic wild year in general um but uh yeah that's uh that's what uh, happened on this date one year ago today
1: damn let's do random <laughs> yes sir don't worry I'm not going to do what everyone thinks I'm going to do, Flip out, man. Now I'm saying, well, I'm awake and I speak English, so yeah, I do know what you're saying. Having a brainstorm session. I think I just, yeah, I just had an idea. Isn't that weird? All right, let's do some random thoughts. Uh, I got a couple good ones this week. Feeling pretty good about them. You got any?
0: Um, let's go with yours. I can pocket mine if need be. I just want to shoot it from the hip.
1: Okay, okay. I will start with a hilarious, uh, a hilarious, I don't even know what you call these anymore. I get, that's not really a tweet, but just something funny that I saw. Somebody's confessional on social media that I thought was hilarious. So I'm going to read this to you and see if you guys think it's as funny as I did. (laughs) Because it gave me a pretty good chuckle. Uh, it, It reads like this. I remember I once heard the phrase beat your meat when I was 12 and heard it felt good. So when I was so when I was alone, I punched myself. So when I was alone, I punched my balls as hard as I could and cried for an hour and threw up on the floor. And threw up. Dude, that story
0: that story literally got better by the sentence, dude.
1: Oh man, I remember I once heard the phrase "be your meat" when I was twelve, and heard <laughs> it felt good. So when I was alone, I punched my balls as hard as I could and cried for an hour and threw up on the floor. You oh. saw? You
0: saw? You found that on uh, Twitter?
1: No, not on Twitter. I, I think it was scrolling through Instagram. I don't. I don't even. I've had this for a while. And forgot about it. <laughs> so I don't even remember where I found it. But when I read it the first time, I laughed. I got a pretty good laugh out of it.
0: That was great, dude. That was so funny.
1: It's just one of those things that's like... It's such an It, there's, it takes the non-innocent and puts it in such an innocent realm that it made me laugh really hard. It was like that... Yeah. Because it's not supposed to be an innocent 12-year-old thing. One, 12 years old, jeez. Uh, <laughs> two, it's like not supposed to be an innocent 12-year-old thing, but it, it turns out to be, and it's very funny because he of He
0: punches his balls and ends up oh. throwing up. Oh, my
1: God. I be just, that's,
0: that's very funny. Dude, that is That might be the overall best kid moment in the history of kids. Yes. Uh,
1: <laughs> have you ever thrown up from being hit in the southern region?
0: No, I actually have not. I've had a couple of bad ones, but nothing that actually took me to hurl.
1: Have I, you? I've never, I've never hurled myself. Although I have had some bad ones as well. Yeah. Um, like knees and stuff. Did you get them in football or what? I got one in football. Actually, I believe it was the first play of Valley Catholic football history. <laughs> I was pulling, and I took a helmet. Oh, right, dude! Right into the Nards, and. <laughs> And yeah, that was a bad one. Um, I also, when I start, when I first started catching, I was probably seven or eight, and I it's the only time I ever forgot a cup, oh. and I was catching, and I took Yikes. a foul tip yeah. right to the Nards. So luckily, I mean, puberty hadn't really like you know they are not hitting full on at like seven or eight, but it still hurts. It was still oh. in, in mucho pain, and that is the only time I forgot a cup. Ball-on-ball crime. You hate to see it. Yes. I believe I bought, after the, from then on, I bought two cups. <laughs> yeah. I'm not first, forgetting that for again. For a spare. Just in case. <laughs> With one leave it <laughs> leave in the one baseball in a car. bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you never, never forget. Um, I have hilarious. made somebody throw up, though, from hitting them in that region. Helmet? Not a helmet. It wasn't in sports. Um, When I was in middle school, so this is like sixth, maybe seventh grade, um, you know, you do dumb things. Me and another friend got into this kind of game that we played throughout the day where we would like sneak attack each other. And it wasn't a full on attack, you just basically tried to sneak attack them. I grew up with brothers uh, and a childish father, let's be honest. Uh, Great guy, though. (laughs) Um, So. Sneak attacks happened regularly and you have to be prepared to defend yourself. He yep. snuck, he tried to do a sneak attack and I actually put up a foot, uh, just, oh. and, and he kind of like, uh, javelin, like kind of javelin, maybe jousted himself, you know, kind of oh. got stuck on the leg real quick. Uh, he did not appreciate it and he did throw up and I did laugh.
0: What, uh, how old do you think you were?
1: uh what, 12 maybe maybe 13 that's awesome 12 dude, that's so funny yeah it was a, it was a funny time not for him <laughs> okay so there's that was my first one I like that you got one you want to go on after that one
0: um i i have one um i can't take sole credit for this but i wanted to ask you because i thought it's a interesting conversation would you rather this is a would you rather would you rather have um to never pay to put gas in your car again so free gas in your car or free uh flights like free uh tickets to fly anytime you travel so you can you you can fly anywhere basically for free
1: i would say i'll go gas mm, okay I'll go it's gas. more practical yeah, it is. And I think that if you're smart about it, you use the gas money. That helps you save up, helps with your bills, and flights aren't that bad. But if you yeah. save your gas, then you can drive anywhere for free. Yes, you got to take the time off. Yes, you got to be there. But you can hit the whole United States. You can go down Mexico. You can go all the way up to Canada. That's true. That's a good stretch of, of the world. That you get to, free. to do with driving for free. And that would help you save up t- to fly. And That's then when you get there, like you just fly to, to Europe and you get to drive everywhere there, right? Yeah. yeah. There you go. I like that. I think driving's the move.
0: I think, so I was going to go flying because I don't, I just don't drive that much right now. But I think it's probably going to change. I've just always lived close to like what I'm doing, whether it be work or, yeah. you know, relatively close to get out to you out in Hillsborough and stuff. But uh, so I was going to go flights, but my question was, was does that encourage more spending? Like if I go fly to Thailand or whatnot, like obviously I'm going to have to spend for, you know, an Airbnb or a hotel or whatnot. Even though it's kind of cheaper over there, it's like still promoting more spending. Yeah. But my retort so then going back to the other side devil's advocate if I say I, I want free gas for the rest of my life what if we live until the age of where we see no more uh, uh, gas powered vehicles oh. on the road what what you know so is that like a, a value that you just like miss out on then you know Elon what if it's all becomes electric cars anchor. It, who knows you know so i was like oh so i was like just thinking back and forth like both sides i don't think you know there's i think an answer that fits for everybody but i think definitely yours is more practical banking on we don't go to full like banking on yeah and
1: i was thinking yeah. pretty much exclusively the travel aspect of yes, like getting to yes. see the world yes yeah it's a good one. i like it um my my third one is very quick and I'll do that one first because it's just like um, when I have a teenage kid, especially if it's a boy, they are not getting a nice car. No. That thing's Uh going to have to like you're going to have to Fred Flintstone that thing to get it to move. (laughs) I was at a park today on break and this group of like four high school age boys gets in this four door like
0: oh come on
1: yeah and they come on they were they did some showing off they took off down that parking lot and it's like a full parking lot they yeah. took off I bet you they hit 30 to 35 in the parking that's lot
0: so stupid and dude. it's not a
1: big parking lot so that's no you can f- hit someone yeah and then i then i hear them first i don't i'm i like okay yeah kids being kids that's funny nice i get it i would have done the same thing i was an idiot yeah. too. and then i look back and then i hear them tearing off down the road by the park and it's you know it's to pr- faster road and i look back and i see them and they're hitting it i bet you they got it up to in the span of you know Not very far. Yeah. They got, they probably got to at least 50 to 55. (laughs) In in like a 35 to 40. I was going to say residential zone. Yeah. And if they hadn't hit, had to cotton up to the car in front of them and had to hit the brakes, it would have been (laughs) much faster. (laughs) But it was, I was just like, and then it made me think, why would you give your kid a nice car? You know, you know. They're hitting that that gas.
0: They're gonna punch it, dude. And like you're just gonna like you're gonna push the limits to whatever you have, you know? So if the limits are on the slower end, you probably you know, you feel a little bit better as a parent letting your kid drive that. It, It is
1: a very rare teenage kid that is having a nice car and not hitting that like not pushing it for all it's worth. Namely, still smooth. Anyway. I, dude i didn't and that was just me that was
0: just me like i know i'm the like the total opposite dude i do not like driving fast i like hit 70 and i'm like ooh, baby like that's like that
1: is yeah, yeah i that's too fast for me and you what was your mustang you had a you had a 96 99? 90, 99 99 99 yeah. manual transmission mustang yeah See, I don't know if I would have survived high school in that car,
0: dude. You would have opened that bit. You would. You. You probably would have tried drifting around a corner, man. I'd have died.
1: I'd have died. That's what. That's yeah. why. Hey, you know, thank the Lord. The the two personalities yeah. you had it. Yeah. Had it that <laughs> would have been go. bad. That would have been <laughs> bad. Uh, the other thing is, we've been drinking. I've been drinking a lot of water recently. Yes, sir. I, I got it right food. here, baby. See, uh, but I work in a truck. So I do not have easy access to a bathroom, a baño, at all times of the day. And so the term, uh, I need to piss like a Russian racehorse, has been a recurring thought in my head the, totally. past, the past few weeks. So I decided that I would look up the, uh, I believe it's called the epidemiology. I think that's right. Or the origin of that phrase. Mm. And basically what I found was... That the Russian racehorse part comes from the fact that uh, the Russians back then, they bred really nice horses. Not necessarily racehorses, but they had... Yeah, they bred them with Arabian horses, what they call Arabian horses. So they're like Russian Arabian horses. And those were like the best horses in the world. So they think that's where it comes from. But then the part where... uh, Like, the urinating part is that um, two things. Early when uh, horse betting was becoming big, if a horse urinated before a race, that was considered Mm -hmm. good luck for a better, because they could hold, they hold so much that they could, the horses could lose up to 10 pounds. 10 pounds? With a pre-race piss. How big is that bladder? That's what I'm saying. What is that? that is a crazy fact it's ridiculous so they made him think it was going to run faster dude no wonder and then to take advantage of that in the 70s trainers started giving horses they call it like Lasix Lasix or something like that it was a drug to make them make them pee before races and so they often do it right in front of the crowd and everything and so that's where that term comes from
0: (laughs) Oh, uh, that's actually, I like that. A bit I like did that you, know. you do a little research. You, you're a, you're a smart, this is a smart podcast. You're, you're a, a bright mind. Every,
1: every now and then we gotta educate the people. Yeah. Just let them know. So, if you ever think, you gotta piss like a Russian racehorse, that's where it comes from.
0: If you ever think
1: that we do no prep for this pod, you're incorrect. That is not true, sir. We do much prep. Not much, but we do so. (laughs) All right, let's get to trivia. (laughs) Trivia!
0: (laughs) Trivia! trivia, baby! (laughs) Welcome back to Jeopardy! Going to make that your final answer? You think you're pretty smart, don't you, Trebek? Trivia! Uh, Last week's trivia question was a good one. It read like this. What was the name of the French basketball player that Vince Carter dunked over in the 2000 Olympics? One more time. What was the name of the French basketball player that Vince Carter dunked over in the 2000 Olympics? Answer Friedrich
1: Weiss. Weiss. Yeah.
0: Weiss. We, we. uh, it's French. W E I S. He was 7 2. And Vince Carter, whoop.
1: All the way over.
0: Friedrich posted up for uh, to take a charge and, nah, and uh, Car- move. Carter said, nah. nah. Cat, Sergeant, take off.
1: Real quick, one right time, over. everybody listening, W E, I S in your best French, give it a good go at the name, at the pronunciation. Whatever you feel. Three, two, one. Wea, yeah! wea, wea. I like yeah, I like that a lot. I don't <laughs> think that's it. Uh, pretty sure we just offended most French people, but a lot of people. You know, it's an edgy podcast. It's not. What fun. was
0: who was the French teacher at Valley? I
1: don't know. That's I not. Uh, I never took oh, yeah, no. I don't know. No, she was, you took, you she was an oddball, though. Oh, yeah. That's a Sybil oh, yeah. Trelawney if I've ever seen one. <laughs>
0: Harry
1: Potter reference. Got it. This week's <laughs> trivia question. Who coined the phrase March Madness? One more time. Who coined the phrase March Madness? You will You will understand why it's a March Madness-themed question. <laughs> in just a little bit but find out that answer for this week's question next time we do a podcast (laughs) the next time we do the news is right freaking now
0: I've just been handed an urgent news story and I need all of you
1: to stop what you're doing and listen. This is the fucking news. 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 We're news, 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 news too. Only news told
0: much later. See the game last night?
1: Which game? Any of them.
0: Passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom, goes the dynamite.
1: Fantastic.
0: I am so sorry. Someone put the story in all capital letters, and I, I thought I was supposed to yell it.
1: News starting in the NFL. The big story this week was definitely Dak. Signing with mm, the Cowboys. Ching, ching. Got his money. Signed for four years. $160 million. A record $126 million guaranteed. The big two. No trade clause. No tag clause.
0: He got everything he wanted. Got everything. This, is
1: aw- this is awesome. Got everything you wanted. And the Cowboys got a quarterback.
0: Yeah. So this... This was an interesting quote from Jerry because it looks like Jerry got – like no one pulls one over on Jerry, but Dak definitely got paid and he got everything that comes – and he's going to hit the free agency at like 31 just in time for another big contract. Like He did it perfect, but Jerry's quote was, every single time I've overpaid for something in my life, it's been worth it. Every time I've tried to take a bargain, you know, it just turns out to be so. So, I mean, I, I don't know if that was just eloquently put and just, like, a lot of hot air. But if, if Dak fits Dallas, you know, he's got the personality. Yeah. He's not loose or anything like a, like a Baker Mayfield or whatnot. He can be the face of that franchise. You and know, he's so.
1: focused
0: that's it he wanted to be a, a cowboy but he wanted to get paid cuz he knows yeah. his his worth I he knows the, the value of that franchise
1: that is a big value for especially the cowboys for most things it's like yeah you want that but it's not necessi- it's not as necessary as it is with the cowboys because their business model their their football model isn't necessarily based on winning it's like there's so much that goes on with it like you're saying you know it's it's the star and everything that sometimes the winning part gets lost in the endorsement part and the ads part that becomes the main thing and you you need somebody you're the leader of your team needs to be somebody who's not focused on that mm-hmm. and who can make everyone else focused on the main thing that's winning games because the rest of the organization not necessarily going to be definitely. So, that's very interesting. Don't know. I don't. I go back and forth on how good deck actually is. I mean, he was playing very well last year, and they didn't win any games. Um, but he was better. I mean, they were worse when he got out of there. So it's. And I'd give him anywhere between ten and seventeen in a given year. Can be as high as a top ten guy, as low as a bottom of the ha- bottom half of the league guy. Mhm. Mhm. So, it's worth it, I think. I think so too. Speaking of worth it, the Bucks did some money giving, I guess. Uh, Tom, actually, well, they kind of rearranged it because Tom Brady signed an extension through 2022, but it also like gave him less money.
0: He so it just again, I don't fully understand what all goes on with that, but basically the gist of it is is he just he will get his money and Tom knows that. He just doesn't need it right now. You know, Giselle makes a nice income for the family as well. And um like why wouldn't you take the money later if you can help re sign guys like Shaq Barrett or Gronk or uh you know uh OJ Howard when he's healthy. You
1: know, Levante, David,
0: <laughs> Levante, David, yeah. you know, exactly.
1: Yeah. that That's the crazy thing is, you know, he, he can just keep doing these and it, it did. I think it brought down their cap, like 18 million or like, it was
0: significant. Yeah. Gave
1: them like 18 more million against the cap. So that's really nice for him. And it does allow them to do stuff like Levante, David, who they extended signed, extended. I think he was a free agent. Um, he got a two-year, $25 million contract, 20 guaranteed. So it's a little shorter. It's maybe not as big as he could have gotten, but it's a good amount of guaranteed. Um, so that's nice for him. Yeah. And he gets to stay there. So they're clearly making deals for right now. They want <laughs> – like,
0: why not? You know, yeah. he's still Brady's still firing at a high caliber. Like, let's put our chips
1: in, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's the smart play. Don't know if this is the smart play though. Patriots re-signed <laughs> Cam Newton to a one-year, seven million base deal with six million in incentives. So if you see that it's a thirteen to fourteen million dollar contract, it's not. Uh, that it, it can be if he hits every single incentive, mm. but it's a seven million base. So it's not gotcha. like they're paying him a bunch.
0: No, and like, what what does Cam need to be for the Patriots? He is the best stopgap quarterback right now that's out there, you know. And on a one year deal, I mean, Cam's not the Cam of Super Bowl or you know Super Bowl and MVP type Cam. He's not. But hopefully, with another year of rehab on the shoulder, a a another year in that system, he already knows. The language he knows the Patriot way. Hopefully, he takes a step up again. He's not the best quarterback in the world, but like you could definitely do worse. You yeah. know,
1: this is this is the Dolphins signing Ryan Fitzpatrick two years ago. Oh, totally. Totally. Where they understand they have to take steps to get back to where they want to be, and they're just putting in a decent quarterback at during that time, mm-hmm. building for when they can get enough holes figured out and then use all their assets to get up and get a new quarterback. That's what they're trying to do here. Yep. To that end though, in, in building and keeping strong on the offensive line, they trade for Trent Brown from the Raiders, Trent Brown and a 2022 seventh rounder for a 2022 fifth rounder.
0: Hmm.
1: So basically for nothing. Yeah. I was like, okay. Trent Brown is very good. Mark. I was, why, yeah, I was well. <laughs> very surprised when I looked at the details of this. It's like, it's like John was just like, I don't like that guy. <laughs> how, the be, the he's got some personal beef. And time he's around, it. I can't see the sun. <laughs> Fire sale. <laughs> I mean, he is, Trent Brown is six eight, three hundred and five 305 pounds or something like that. Yikes. He's massive, but he's also very good. Yikes. Uh, just real quick, Thomas Davis retired. If for those of you who are like, who's Thomas Davis? He was the other linebacker in Carolina with Luke Keekley and kind of taught hmm. Luke Keekley, you know, the, the beginnings of the ropes. And then Luke Keekley took them and made them something that Thomas Davis could never be. But he was a very good <laughs> linebacker. He actually started his career by tearing both ACLs, I believe, in two different seasons, like back to back seasons, one knee, then the other knee. And he came on to have a hall of extremely good career if bordering bordering maybe like 15 20 years down the line he gets into the hall of fame
0: Dude that is insane
1: Yeah just in a great guy a uh, I believe he won the Walter Payton man of the year at least one year So hmm. good dude good uh good ambassador for football and he retires he deserves a mention Let's move to the NBA just a couple of things here. Uh sounds like Lamarcus Aldrich done in San Antonio. And PJ Tucker, done in Houston.
0: I didn't realize it I didn't like this was a story I just heard
1: about like today. I, think, I didn't realize. It's e- just it. kind of breaking today. Um sounds like they'll move him. It doesn't seem like there's it's not necessarily out of pure animosity. But there's some mutual agreement here that it's like this isn't working. I don't really fit what you where you guys are going anymore. Um, and there might have been even a small injury thing, so they're mm. going to work to get him out of there, P.J. Tucker. LaMarcus Aldridge, that came out of nowhere for me. Me and, too. And, and it's just... Uh, you can, you're you the San Antonio guy, so speak a little bit on LaMarcus, your feelings on him as a spur, and then just the situation in general. He's a... I mean, he's a fu- he's a fine backup center,
0: but I mean, I don't love him. He, I mean, he's a he's a shadow of his of his um, former self. That's for sure. But he can he's still a serviceable backup. He, he the problem was he never wanted to play the five, and you know, he didn't fit as a four in Pop's uh, system offense. Yeah, system. I mean, from all accounts, like. Obviously, it ended, or Lamarcus's relationship ended. I think most would say poorly in Portland. But you know, he took the contract in San Antonio. He had family in Texas. You know, he went to UT, yeah. um, so I had the Texas roots. But from all accounts, you know, I think it kind of the relationship went sour in Portland because of you know the the relationship with Dame. You know, he and he was jealous of Dame, and he he can't. He's come out since and said, you know, hey. You know, it, that was his ego and stuff like that. And I, I know Damon and him are close, and they've talked about, you know, LaMarcus coming back to Portland um, and kind of finishing what they started. But um, I, I don't know. I, I, I know you feel a certain way, so I'm going to let you jump in real quick. The only thing I have to say is it wouldn't be terrible to get LaMarcus cheap if you were Portland because you are so – you're just lacking in depth at the at depth and size, you know. Waiting for Nurk to come back uh, healthy, so I think again, much not exactly like Cam Newton, but just kind of a stopgap until Nurk gets healthy. I think he could play some minutes for you guys. <laughs> you take the floor now. <laughs>
1: What have I always said about LaMarcus?
0: Like, get it LaMarcus? off your
1: chest. What have I always said about LaMarcus? Do you remember? Soft. I said it when he was in Portland. I said it when he went to San Antonio. Soft. Soft, and I always said, he will never win a championship. Whatever team yeah. he's on. I said, yeah. sorry about it. You're not winning a championship anymore. Spurs yeah. are dead. Yeah. And it's true. He's... He is a stop- – the reason he doesn't work in Pops' system is because you have to pass in, in Pops' system. And the ball just dies in his hands whenever yeah. it hits them. Uh, but I think the best way to do this is just read the text that we were sending to each other this week <laughs> when this news finally broke. And I'll just start with – I'll start with Bales. We'll, yeah. throw some, we'll throw some bale old school Bales, into this pod. And I'll start at the, the portion of I think Aldrich back would be great for this city. Walsh is having a bad week. That was after I said some things about LaMarcus. Should I start earlier or no? Sure, yeah. All right, so you started off. You said LaMarcus back to Portland, crazy sports week. I said, I swear if they bring back LaMarcus, I'm getting arrested for trespassing as I march into Olshay's office and rip him a new asshole. <laughs> you said, now that's passion. Yeah. <laughs> then Bales gave me. He's having a bad week. Mark, Lamarcus would be great for the city. And I finished with already have a ball stopping over the hill isolation forward who can't play defense and has all the athleticism of a pregnant cattle. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: There you go. I think that wraps he, up the feelings on.
0: He's definitely slow. Like I. He, my, my question would be to you, and this is an honest question. This isn't just poking. Would you rather have? because you—it's obvious. Portland needs size, and they need another big just for their depth. You know, just to help while Nerf becomes or gets up to speed. Would you rather see Boogie or would you rather see Lamarcus as a Blazer?
1: I'd rather stay just stay the course. Ah, dude, be some young you, you dudes, got to let add Collins. Some... Let, no, let brother, Nerf dude. come back. We'll okay. be fine. That's why you're going don't nowhere because go, you're trying to be up Don't go blowing Collins. everything up because you're worried about your job, Olshay. Do what's best for the team for once. Yeah. Let's move on to baseball. Let's move <laughs> on to baseball. Just really quickly, um, I'm going to go through this quote from ESPN and then give very quick thoughts on it. So, Major League quote. Major League Baseball on Thursday outlined a litany of experimental rules it plans to implement at different minor league levels this season, including banning some forms of defensive shifts, more games governed by an electronic strike zone, a 15-second pitch clock, limiting pickoff moves, and larger bases. I'm going to go through that list of of uh, potential changes and say love and hate very quickly. Yeah. Banning some forms of defensive shifts. Love that. More games governed by an electronic strike zone. Hate that. A 15-second pitch clock. Good on ya. Limiting pickoff moves. Just make it so a Bach is a real thing again. And larger bases. Who cares? <laughs> moving on. Uh, unless you've got something to say on those. No, zero. Okay, okay. moving on then. To some uh, college basketball. Um, Virginia, Duke, Kansas. All out of their respective tournaments, conference tournaments, with COVID cases. you got to be kidding me. This is not good timing for the boys. I mean, Virginia and Duke. Duke very down this year. Uh, Mm -hmm. Virginia, always middle of the road. Always good. Good. and they can push up in their ears. Kansas, good team. There, they, Kansas
0: was going to win the Big 12 again this year. So yeah. that, that, like, that sucks.
1: Yeah, it's very... I mean, this is a big... Those are big names. Yeah. Like, that's where I kind of wrote... I put this down was... When I read it, my first thought was... Those are huge names in college basketball. Mm-hmm. Virginia's been growing steadily over the past, what, decade? Yeah. And so these have become kind of... Duke and Kansas, easy blue bloods. Yeah. And then if you add my, my note here, if you want to read the bottom note.
0: Yeah. First time Duke and Kentucky to miss the tourney since 1976, and I'll give you one more. I heard a stat, Duke, Kentucky, and Indiana, if you pair all those together, first time they all three were out, I think it was like 1940-something. Like, oh, r- wow. ridiculous. Like, you know, it is absolutely yeah. ridiculous.
1: So, I mean, we're, we're looking at Kansas, Kentucky, Duke, Virginia, Indiana, all of these out of the tournament. This is a, a very odd year, obviously, for obvious reasons, and just in terms of other stuff, talent, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> production. Um, so, yeah, this is, this is a very weird year. It's going to lead into a very interesting March Madness, in one that could maybe... Maybe it's a little bit more even. Maybe everybody's got a chance. And to that end, it, yeah. Selection Sunday is this Sunday. So we're getting there, people. We're getting close.
0: Who uh, who, uh, who do you like this year?
1: I mean, Gonzaga's going to be the easy number one overall seed. Um, and they look great. They look great. And they, they're basically on pace with old Wooden UCLA. It's like you know, play somebody once in a while, but that's fine. <laughs> that's, that's fine. Um they still look good. And that's what counts. I don't know if I want to roll with them, but I would like them to win. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, it's like the uh the little team little, little Gonzaga that could. It would be nice to see them win. And finally
0: give give Mark Few, you know, uh, a title, you
1: know. I'm okay with that. I'd be cool with that. All right, there it is. That's the news. Let's hit some recess, which is going to be fun. Let's play some games! I want to play a game.
0: If we played them ten times, they might win nine. But not this game.
1: This is your time. Oh, boy, is this great!
0: Welcome to the show where everything's made up and the points don't matter.
1: Recess. Let's do this. Um, this week we're going to play a game that we call "Where's He Gone." Hey, Pinocchio, where are you going?
0: Uh, hey, where you going?
1: Hey, hey where you gone? Hey, you, where you going? You gotta gotta say like, hey, where you gone? <laughs> A lot of, with a lot of jaw movement. Gone. Gone. Where are you gone? <laughs> For whatever reason. Or you can just yell, Where are you gone? <laughs> <laughs> oh so my god. So you gotta say it stupidly. It's basically what we're saying. I love it. That's love part it. of the game. It's got two exclama- exclamation points. Yikes. Uh, it's got two question marks. And that's why you guys say it like that. So basically, what we're going to do is go over um, NFL players that have either been released. Or they weren't franchised, and we've got one guy who was franchised that we all say might end up moving. And we're going to tell you, or or maybe just real quick make a guess on where he might go. So, let's do this. People who have been released. Emmanuel Sanders. Eric Fisher. Oh my God. Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz. Both offensive tackles for Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. John Brown and Alex Smith <laughs> all have been released let's let's try and find some places that they could go Maybe if we could just we'll start with Alex Smith a nice a nice QB are you really gonna take I mean I, that's a great story but
0: are you going in a year in a year where the salary cap has shrunk are you really
1: gonna want to take on Alex Smith as a is that backup? I think you wanted to, yeah. I think you would. Um, just because he's like he's a good guy at, like, um, at teaching. Oh, okay. He's kind of got that fits to him, where he's fine. Like, he helped Mahomes. Mahomes yep. has said, if I didn't have Alex Smith, I wouldn't be who I was. I like, who I okay. am today. Um, so, for that reason, people have thrown out the Jags. Let him mm-hmm. be the backup to Trevor Lawrence. Plus... He played, Alex Smith played for Urban Meyer in college at Utah.
0: Mm.
1: Um, so, I mean, it all could work. That, that to me, seems like the best place. I, that actually doesn't sound half bad. If not, and the Texans can sign him for cheap. They've already signed a couple decent players for cheap today. Uh, Mark Ingram and Christian Kirksey. So, one-year deals, do that for Alex Smith. And maybe you got a shot just in case. Just in case uh, Watson doesn't want to play hardball. <laughs> um, John Brown, deep ball receiver in Buffalo. Where could he's a you track Trash receiver, to be honest. Dude.
0: I I loved him, dude, but he burned he me so great. many times. He, 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 he burned me so many times in fantasy. If he gets
1: hurt, he'll burn you. But yeah. he can also win your league if he's not hurt. Yeah. Mm. I went on like an 11-game win streak with this dude. But then, well, then he got I, hurt and I died. Send,
0: send him to, uh, I mean, send, send him to Jacksonville. Send him to. What about Seattle?
1: When Seattle. I first heard this, you have him. You have Lockett. You have Metcalf. Yeah. Russ throws the best deep ball in the league. That's true, that's true That would be pretty wild If you could get like a good tight end As your possession guy Like underneath guy Mm -hmm. And you're basically, you know in uh, the old NCAA game Or even in Madden The four verts Where it's like three deep And then you always had the one that was the short And that was the one you always threw to To get the first down Yeah, That would basically be all of Seattle's offense
0: For sure And you would have options man I
1: don't, I don't hate that either. I wouldn't mind it. Um, sounds like Eric Fisher might retire, which is, we've seen this a lot in the NFL. It's like if somebody's going to retire, the team will usually release them, try and get them off the books, and then they'll retire. Uh, Mitchell Schwartz, a good tackle. Good tackle. He's played very well, uh, pro bowler uh, at times. He could go somewhere, again, the Jags. They got a lot of money. Uh, Maybe the Colts. The Colts just had a left tackle retire. He might play right, though. I think Mitchell Shorts played right tackle. Um, But maybe you can flip over, right tackle. You're thinking the Jets, the Giants, somewhere like that. And then Emmanuel Sanders. Pff, anywhere. <laughs> the yeah. Patriots. The Patriots would love him. That's the spot. I like that. That's the spot, I think. They're in Miami. Um, Okay, let's get into the not-franchised people. So these people became free agents because they were not franchised. Kenny Galladay. Aaron Jones. Juju Smith-Schuster. Chris Carson. Super Bowl champ Shaq Barrett. Hunter Henry. Will Fuller. These are big names. Huge. Any I, anybody that's like sticks out to you that you're like oh this person might, might could go there.
0: Hundred percent. Aaron Jones needs to end up in Seattle. Pete Carroll
1: sticking with the running game. That's his man. I do. I do like that a lot. The running game. Plus, he catches the ball better. A little bit better yes. than Chris Carson. Yes. I'm fine with that. I like that. Um Chris Carson. Speaking of Chris Carson, Chris Carson would be nice in uh like Arizona. Stay in the division. They'd need somebody better at the at the running back spot. I wouldn't mind to see him in Yeah, uh, he'd have to take a huge pay cut to go to Tampa, but um, mm. the Jets. The Jets have an opening. He would be good there. He's like a he's like what uh, Le'Veon Bell should have been, <laughs> and I th- I think that'd be good with the Jets. Yeah. Um, Kenny Galladay is kind of the the next big one. Well, let's do Hunter Henry first. Let's do Hunter Henry and then go Kenny Galladay. He's the big big name. Hunter I Henry. Think, it's like, who doesn't need a tight end?
0: I was gonna say either Hunter Henry or Kenny Galladay to uh, just give Cam some weapons. For crying out loud. They, he can't he can't do it with and Kill Harry, you know? Yeah. The guy the guy's a bust. Yeah. Like Cam's gotta hold up his side of the deal, but he also needs
1: somebody, please. Yeah. You know? I don't think it'd be Hunter Henry because the Patriots just drafted two tight ends like either ah. last year or the year before. But Kenny gotcha. Galladay would be nice there. I yeah, just don't know it. if he can Cam can throw the ball far enough down the field at this point. And that's not a joke. Uh, that's like legitimately yeah. we saw him trying to push yeah. the ball down the field last year. And it was terrible. Miami would be good for Kenny Galladay, though. Give two. Give two of somebody. Two yep. Somebody. And mm-hmm. you draft a receiver. If you mm-hmm. were to draft a receiver, get Kenny Galladay. Plus, you have Williams, and I'm gonna forget. I forget Parker and Parker. So that'd be that would get you a pretty decent core there. I like that. And then the only franchised somebody who was franchise tagged, but I think could still move is Allen Robinson of the bears. Hmm. Wouldn't be total. I mean, we've heard that they're going to try and make the biggest run at Russell Wilson. Yeah. Do they include Allen Robinson in that? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. There you go. That's the only thing I was thinking. Okay. That's, that was it. That was real quick. Just a real quick recess. People who are on the move. Well, basically it was like, let's do a better way to do, Then just talk about these guys in the news. Let's throw them in recess, have a little fun with it. I like that, man. I'm trying to make that. some predictions. Put our, put our name on it, you know? Yeah, risk it. Yeah, say it
0: with your chest. Say it with your chest.
1: Okay. Uh, other than that, that is really the the main crux of the episode. You like that? A little, a little bit of crux. 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 What, is, what was this?
0: Crux is like... uh I don't it was just an X, but you ever <laughs> <just> <laughs> to be honest it was it looked way cooler <laughs> but it was just an X. <laughs> was, uh, I dra- just
1: made an X with a golf <laughs> tee in my finger.
0: <laughs> Did you ever um uh, have you ever drank drinking had consumed? Drinking. Drink? Uh Drink. drink. Yeah, drink
1: Uh <laughs> Crux beer. At a band. I have not. It's good. Is it good? It's good. Is mm-hmm. it like an IPA-ish or is it like a light Yes. Yes.
0: Uh, I mean, they have it all,
1: but... I'll have to try.
0: I forgot what their IPA is called, but uh, it's good. Oh, I'll have to try that. Yeah. All right. No ads. That's the... No
1: ad. Hey. Hey. We hey. almost let it go through. We hey. almost let it go through. Hey! <laughs> no ads. <laughs> all right. Uh, listen to Drinking in the Draft. That comes out on Tuesdays. That's me and the captain. We're breaking down a draft. This week, we've got running backs. No, that's a lie. Last week, we had running backs and tight ends. This week, we've got linebackers and corners. Uh, linebacker class is going to be awesome. Very fun. Other than that, if you want to get in touch with us or even, you know, for drinking the draft, either one, either show, go ahead and hit us up. Twitter, Bold underscore Nonsense. Instagram is bold.nonsense, dot Nonsense. And our email is bold nonsense podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, but... Uh, expect a show on Saturdays for this one, Tuesdays for that one. Find us on iTunes and Spotify. Other than that, let's say bye to the people.
0: Had another great episode with you, the senseless.
1: Much love. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'm at Walsh Disney. If you love it, love us. This is a BNPN. This is bold Nonsense. This is your invitation to have the Best year of a March Madness bracket that there has ever been. And this is your invitation to stay senseless. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Thank you very little. I hate goodbyes.